So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. I am Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, your expert in your pocket. But be sure to be following us at Run Pain Free on Instagram and at Run Pain Free underscore Academy on Instagram so that you don't miss anything that I'm trying to help you with. And make sure you are subscribing to our podcast, runpainfreepodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed and we're on all of the channels, so follow us everywhere. You can put the actual hashtag into the Facebook search bar and put Rum Pain Free right after it, and you'll find us there too. We are everywhere so that you can make sure you are getting information no matter where you are online. So today we are talking about something I think is a huge misconception, misunderstood idea, and does lead to a lot of the reasons why so many people are injured, specifically runners are injured but it can kind of cross over to anything, which generally a lot of what I say does, but in obviously specifically with runners, the difference between an actual workout and a sport, are they different? Why are they different? And they are different and this is why. I mean, it is very simple. So an actual workout, you're doing a strength workout, you're doing resistance training, it's a workout. You know, you can do circuit training, you can do, um, different rep schemes and you know you're lifting heavy one day lighter one day it's a cardio endurance strength endurance kettlebells which is endurance strength and those types of things those are regular workouts right everybody knows that everybody understands that sports is not a workout big big idea here big idea a sport is not a workout you can have sports specific training which means that the training is going to support the action of the sport. That does not mean you train doing the sport to do the sport. Where you have heard me say this before is many podcasts ago where I always say, or I say throughout, or it's woven throughout my podcasts, that you do not run to run. That is the dumbest idea and the most inefficient overtraining concept you can actually have. No one runs to run. I always say, you don't see football players playing football games every day of the week to play on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. You don't see that. You don't see basketball players doing that. There's a reason why when it's a scrimmage and it's an actual game that it's called a scrimmage and not training. There's a reason. There's a reason for that. Preseason is not considered training. It's preseason for football. So these are all really ways to understand that you do not train the sport as the sport. That's not training. There is mechanics that have to be supported. There are range of motions that need to be had. There is mobility that needs to be worked on. There is strengthening mobility patterns and factors and specific muscle, muscle groups that have to be worked on for said sport. The sport is not a workout. So when someone is like, well, I used to run in high school or I played basketball in college. I, I, now I'm in my 30s and I want, or 40s, 50s, whatever. 
I really like that sport, so I want to do that type of training. The trainer, who is an educated trainer, will then give you a sport-specific program that coincides with the action of basketball, for instance. You would not be playing basketball in the gym at the gym. That wouldn't be what you're doing. Wouldn't be what you're doing. You would be inclined to go play a pickup game regularly when you're doing sport-specific training with your trainer because you're doing sport-specific training for basketball, if I'm using that example. And then you would be better having, you know, a pickup game with your friends in the park or at the local Y or whatever like that. Like, yeah, you'd be able to play better because that's the sport. But you have to actually train the mechanics and the muscular development for that sport. You don't train in the sport. That doesn't, that does, that's not how it works. That's why sport specific training is real and it's a higher level of a trainer. It's right underneath master level for training to be actually certified in sport specific level training. It's a top tier level of trainer. That's a reason why I get so pissed when I see people just going online and getting these quickie certifications for run coaches and then you think you can train somebody for a marathon. It's egregious and, and it's entitled, in my opinion. It's quite entitled of, of a behavior to think that you're just gonna go online and just randomly get a run coach certification and then you can train somebody for one of the most grueling endurance sports on the planet and probably the oldest rec recorded sport on the planet. <laughs> I find that to be highly entitled and disrespectful to people like me and my peers who busted our asses for years to actually have the education that we have to be able to train somebody to do that kind of a sport, any sport for that matter. And this is why. You have to have anatomy and physiology training. You have to have kinesiology training. You have to have pulmonary and cardiovascular systems training to even be able to do the most basic training with a client basic that's basic you don't get a job in the industry unless you actually know those things so if you went online and got your random little certification and then took that to a gym you actually wouldn't get hired now equinox they don't care what level of education you've had you can have a degree you're going to go through their training before you touch anybody in that gym so that's why a lot of people go to equinox to get their education because it's unmatched by any other gym fitness club out there period it just is we have a very high standard for education and it's a consistent continuing education which is why i'm a proud alum of equinox so that's just to give you an idea of how egregious it is to think that you're just going to go online and become a run coach because you ran a couple of races not only is that egregious for that reason but run coaches specifically are trained in track and field that is very sport specific. And I'm sure if you went to any actual run coach that like coaches like a high school team or a cross country team or a, a college team, they would also find it disrespectful that you think it's cool that you can go online and just get some random run coach certification and then think you're gonna train somebody for a marathon. A, it's not the same sport, that's the first problem. It's not the same sport, that's the first problem, I need to repeat that, and second, how disrespectful is that to someone who's dedicated their entire life to that craft that you think you're just going to take a five minute whatever online, 
you know, and, and then now you're, you're going to put coach next to your name and post that everywhere. <laughs> it's disrespectful. And if you put yourself in that shoes with your own actual day job and had somebody do that to you, you too would feel that's disrespectful. So there's a level of education that is completely missed on this idea, which is why people think that they do the sport for the sport. That's very, very miseducated idea. That's a miseducated idea. That's not the way it works at all. Sport is not a workout and a workout is not a sport. They're two totally different things for these baseline, very serious reasons. This is why a lot of people that are like, I'm going to start running for my workout, get injured because you don't run to run. You have to condition to run. So I am what you would need to be doing the run pain free program, which is a strength conditioning, corrective programming so that you can actually run with no problem and you have efficient runs and you have enjoyable runs and you finish marathons and go to parties and go to weddings and go to a club and hang out and you get up the next day and go to work like nothing ever happened. That's what we do. That's what our clients do because we condition them for their sport. The idea and the majority do not do that because they have this idea that the workout is the sport and the sport is a workout. And those are the people who make up the 80% of injured runners because that's not the case. You have to condition to do that sport. You have to condition to do any sport. You have to. Golf, uh, boxing, uh, baseball, very they're all one-sided sports. If a golfer, a baseball player, and a boxer only did baseball, boxing, and golf, they'd be jacked up big time and they wouldn't be playing for longer than a year or so, depending on their own natural athletic ability. That's what would get them as far as they're ever gonna go and then they would eventually break because it's a one-sided action. It's a one-sided sport. So they actually have to work out to make sure that they, they nurture that imbalance in sport on the conditioning side. See, there's a level of education that goes into this that's quite scientific, <laughs> which is why it's so disrespectful to think that you can just randomly go on and become a coach and like you know everything. Nope, no you don't. It's actual science, sequence matters, programming is a science, that's all, that's all science, it's, it's real, that's a real thing. That's a reason why people make big money in a- athletic conditioning, athletic training for professional sports. There's a reason why. If they could just get it online and do whatever, why do you think, like, if they, like, why would you think that that's something that anybody can do if they're making buku bucks with what you just saw yourself going online to get a, get a certification for? Not the same thing. And never to be twisted that it's the same thing. However, this has become the social media narrative and everybody believes that. Now, I love that someone is like, I really like this sport, whatever sport it is, whatever, it, you know, just X sport. I love X sport and I want to, I like doing that, it's fun for me, it's great, I wanna work out to do that. Then you need to work out so that you nurture that, so that you can do that sport. But you don't do the sport to do the sport. That will, that's just gonna lead to overtraining, overuse of a, of a very specific function in your body, and overuse of that movement pattern for that function, for that sport, and high level injury, therefore. So that's why that's not the case. And you will never find somebody overly doing their sport and not injured. 
Like, it's proof is in the pudding. I know when you all listen to these podcasts, you're like, oh, that is true. I have done that. I, I've experienced that. Or I know so-and-so who does that. Or, yeah, I do run seven days a week to run a marathon. And then I tank at mile 16, and I just don't understand why. But then I go online, and I see that that's just the way running is. And I should just expect that to happen. And I should expect to hit a wall because that's what every runner goes through. Every runner but run pain-free. Every runner but run pain-free. I have no runners that have hit walls. None. None in my career because they're conditioned to run a race. Like they conditioned to run marathons. <laughs> they're conditioned to run half marathons. They're conditioned to do Ironman. They're conditioned to do tri triathlons. I have runners who have done them, who are still in injury, who are still in correction on an injury side of correction and complete these races, complete them without getting further injured, okay? It's called conditioning for a reason. So a lot of people miss this mark and this narrative is created and no, you know, people get injured. People really get injured because they really believe that workout and sport is the same thing and it's egregiously not the case. It is so grossly different and it is so imperative that you understand the difference because it's a huge culprit to why so many runners are injured. Seriously. It's why people who go back to working out in their 30s and 40s and 50s who were athletes in their previous, you know, younger years and say, oh, I used to play football. I want to train football. I want to do that. And if they don't have a trainer who actually knows how to sport specific train for that specific sport, you know, they train them regular basic and then a guy goes out and picks up uh, flag flag football, wants to play with his buddies on flag football and gets jacked, <laughs> gets jacked and tears a rotator cuff or pulls a hamstring or has a hip stress fracture. These are all, that's common. That's, that's common for someone to do who's thinking that they're just going to do a basic workout and then go play football. It's never going to work. You need a sports specific train and condition for football, even, you know, for flag football, for basketball, for baseball. That's anaerobic. It's a very specific type of conditioning. It's a whole different system of muscles. You have a fast twist muscle, fast twist muscle, <laughs> fast twitch muscle. Good Lord. You have a fast twist twitch muscle and you have a slow twitch muscle. If I could speak correctly on this podcast, um, that'd be great. But those are two different systems and how your body is calling on muscles. And anaerobic is without oxygen. That's track and field, that's baseball, it's basketball. And then you have aerobic, which is long distance running, swimming, biking, cycling. Those are long distance. Those are endurance sports. Endurance sports are so specific, so specific. Dancing is anaerobic. Boxing is anaerobic. Stop, go, stop, go. Those all fit in the same category as track and field. Would you ever say dancing is the same thing as a marathon? No, no, you wouldn't. The only similarities in why dancers, lifelong dancers, gravitate towards long distance running is because it's a full body movement. And so it's quite close to what dancing requires the whole body to be operating at the same time. Running is the same thing. That is the only similarity, but a dancer has to really condition on a completely opposite level and energy system and muscular development system 
because they're trained as a sprinter. Dancers are trained as sprinters to stop and go and go full throttle for a very short period of time and come right back down and stop and then do it again and stop and do it again. That's sprinting. So you train your body, your muscles are developed like a sprinter's muscle. And long distance running, which is anything over one mile, is a totally different energy and muscle development system. And so you have to train that. I'm one of those people. I was trained anaerobic my entire life. I took on to long distance running after I got hit by a truck and realized how great running felt on my body post-correction. It was the final piece to my correction. But I then had to condition myself to be able to sustain long distance running because I wasn't trained or developed that way muscularly at all. So there's a very specific system to doing that and that takes a, a high level of education to understand that so the person doesn't get hurt. That's first and foremost. It's always that the person does not get hurt and the person is being safe. That's the number one job of any trainer any trainer and then a master level trainer is literally saying what they are allowed to or know or have knowledge of to train and that's sports specific training or dealing with somebody with a health ailment like diabetes celiac disease thyroid pre and post cancer no thyroid heart conditions cardiovascular rehab like that's 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 master level training that's yours truly so there's levels of that. And so when you don't understand that and you just think that I'm just going to go out there and run, I applaud you for wanting to do that. And I applaud your initiative because getting out there is probably the hardest thing you'll do is to actually make good on that initiative and follow through and do it and get out there and run. I think it's great. But you absolutely positively cannot run to run. Running is a sport. Running is not a workout. Football is a sport. Football is not a workout. There's a whole different backside to those sports on how they're conditioned and trained to be able to perform the sport. So by definition, athletic correction conditioning is to prepare the body to perform. And I've said that many times in my events. I say it to my clients. I'm sure I've said it on many of these podcasts, but that's what the difference is. That's literally what it is. It's to prepare the body to perform. So you do the run pain-free program and then you would do your sport and then you would do your quote activity. You see what I'm saying? So there's a real baseline and foundation that has to be developed to do the sport. The foundation is the workout. So bodybuilding, this is a great example. Bodybuilding is a sport. Bodybuilding is not a sustainable diet or workout regimen at all. It's a sport, which is why they're in season and they're off season, just like any other sport. But people seem to think that that is the way you actually work out. And that is the way you're going to get results in working out. Nope. It's an aesthetic sport. The number one goal for a bodybuilder is to build that muscle to its fullest potential and then to be aesthetically balanced. That's their, that's their goal. And whatever it takes to get that is what they're going to do. That's not sustainable and that's not normal everyday living. That's not a baseline health standard. That is a sport. Excuse me. That's a sport. So a lot of people have that like gold gym mentality and like, I'm only going to work out chest on Mondays and I'm going to do back on Tuesdays and I'm going to do legs on Wednesdays. And then I come in and say, let me know on Thursday if your legs didn't work on Monday and if your chest didn't work on Tuesday. And if your back didn't work on Wednesday, let me know how that worked out for you. Not the case. Your entire body works every day. 
So for you to actually want to be working out on a health standard or baseline body working well and getting good toning, muscle toning, muscle development, cardiovascular health, good endurance, a strong heart processing system, making sure everything inside your organs are all working, that's full body, my friend. That is full body. And you should be doing full body every time you work out. Your chest doesn't just work on Monday. It works on Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Also does your legs, your biceps, your triceps, your core, all, all of that works every day. But when you only work certain muscles on certain days, you actually condition that behavior. And then you start to see over time a decrease in mobility, a decrease in muscle development in certain areas, an imbalance actually in certain areas of muscles, joint dysfunction, joint pain, huge back problems, huge, 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 huge back problems, especially lumbar and T-spine back problems, huge sacrum problems because of that dysfunctional training added to it muscle mass, which is what I've spoken about on other podcasts. Muscle imbalances are injuries in and of themselves. A muscular imbalance is an injury itself, let alone a joint dysfunction or actual pain somewhere or a tear somewhere or a crack somewhere. It's as much of an injury as any of those things I just said. That's how big of a deal a muscular imbalance is. It is the most superficial part of an injury. So it's, it's that far to the surface, if you will. And so there's a much more deeper problem that that added weight is making worse because it's a dense muscle. It's not fat. Fat's easy. <laughs> Fat's easy. And muscle is last on the whole level of, of the scale of what goes first. It's tissue first, joint second, muscle is last, which I say all the time on these things. And there's a reason for that. So when you have gotten to the point where you have dealt with a joint dysfunction so much that you've now created muscle on top of it, that is a bigger problem and a more mm, severe issue for me to break through that muscle to get to the joint dysfunction to then start to create a functional joint function, if that makes sense. So if you specifically have worked out in a way like that mentality of only chest one day, only tries one day, only back one day, only legs one day, then you have specifically conditioned that muscular development in a very dense manner as like a actual sport. And for you, you think you're working out, but that's a sport because that's how specific it becomes. So now you've created an actual injury an actual injury. I've worked with tons of bodybuilders in my career from building to to nutrition for many reasons, not just your basic ones. So this is, this is across the board with every bodybuilder I've ever worked with. And then there, it, it, there, there, there's a lot of science debate on their eating of it and that whole mechanism. And I'm just getting a little bit into it to, to give you more of an example of how that is a sport. That is not, that is not a normal everyday life workout. It's not, it's not how the body operates. It's quite the complete opposite of how the body operates, if at all, because your chest doesn't just work on one day, it works every day. Go ahead and do some chest presses and then go for a run. Tell me what you feel. Your chest and triceps will be on fire. I used to do it on purpose to people to 
show them how much this isn't the case. I like to get your body to show you and feel for you what I'm saying. So when people don't believe me, I'm like, just do it and tell me how you feel. That's all. Go do it. Do it. Go pump out some chest presses. Get some dumbbells or kettlebells. Don't do a, don't do a bar. Go get a chest. Go get dumbbells and, chest, and, and kettlebells. Go pump a few out. Do some tricep kickbacks. Do some tricep press downs and then go run. And tell me how you feel. You're going to be burning. Your chest is going to burn. Your triceps are going to burn because they're pumping the whole time you're running. So your body works all the time from head to toe. At no point is it not working. You know when you really feel this? When you get hurt. When you get hurt. Then you know really well how much everything works as a unit. Because it's no longer working as a unit because you're injured somewhere. And then you realize that you can't, you're not, you're not working out in a way that's functional and you're missing the mark and you're not getting this whole side or this whole set of muscles or what you want from that or what you want from this like no one gets that and until they're injured so these are all ways you can really hear and feel what i'm saying to you that the sport is not a workout workout supports sport okay the sport is the fun the sport is what you like to do the sport is exciting the sport is is where you get your feels, right? That's not the workout. The workout is the grit. The workout is the annoying and, oh, I hate this. And, oh, I don't want to do that move. And, oh, this hurts. And, oh, my God, I can't get it. And then you go and enjoy your sport. That's what the workout is. The workout is the grit. The workout is the work so that you can enjoy the sport. They're not the same thing. And they should never be trained the same way. If you like to take boxing classes, as a part of your workout regimen, that's great. It just can't be all you do. And you need to counteract that with an imbalance nurture. So you have to realize that you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna lead on one arm, you're gonna lead on one leg, you're gonna drop back on one leg, and it's gonna be hard to offset that. And unless you're the, the boxing trainer of that class that day is cueing you to switch it up and say, we're gonna do 30 seconds on your right and 30 seconds on your left, you're probably not switching up. And like, that's a problem too. That's what I'm saying. Like those, those are, that's real, that, that's a real thing. And when you're running seven days a week to run, you are running yourself out. So you're gassing yourself out. You're taxing it out. You are building 2.2 pounds of pressure per step. So you're building muscle the whole time you're running. So you're, you're running, you're working out the whole time. You're, you're exhausting your body. You're exhausting your systems. And then by the time you, you do this for six, six months training for a marathon, by the time the marathon comes, you, you don't perform well. And then you feel like crap because you trained for six months and you did a shit job. And now I know I could do better, so I'll do it next time. How about you figure out why you didn't do better and actually conditioned for your sport and you can do better. This is why I get somebody who's never ran a long distance race in their life ever. And I get them because they signed up for the New York City Marathon or they signed up for some random marathon in the country somewhere or in the world somewhere. And they, this is their, they only want to do one and done. And... They run the race faster than someone who's been running for years that they know. That's a common feedback that I get. And then they want to come back and do three marathons the next year and they do it with no problem. That's, that's, what condi that, that's the power of conditioning. That's the power of conditioning. Uh, people, there, there's this crazy scale of how long it takes to get somebody to get to, to qualify for Boston. And Boston, if you don't know, is one of the 
which you should know listening to my podcast, Runner, but it's the hardest race to qualify for. And every year it's harder and harder to qualify. And there's all these different parameters and take this away from this. And if you got this time, you got to add this and subtract. It's a big, it's a big thing. <laughs> it's really hard to qualify for Boston and it's the hardest race to get into. I, I, have, I have people qualify in a year from never running to running a marathon. They qualify. I've had people qualify in several different races in one year for Boston. I've had them do that. It's called conditioning. It's when you condition for your sport. And there's really thick-headed runners. I have thick-headed runners. Most runners are thick-headed. We're stubborn, you know? I, I'm, I'm one of them. I get it. So that's why I can speak this way. So who are with me and are like, still believe that they needed to run. And so they would hide how much they're running from me. But their bodies always tell on themselves, so it's fine for me. I'm always going to figure it out. And then quarantine really shut stuff down, right? So a lot of runners stopped running as much as they were. But they never, in the Run Pain Free program, every person kept in their, kept in their program. No one missed a beat. We didn't miss a beat. We've been doing this online since 2009. So it was nothing to take everybody, everybody online and get everybody on the same page. And everybody has consistently done great, excelled, progressed, and all of that. And what I found was the runners that ran all the time, who stopped running and just stayed on, on beat with us in the programming, when they started running, <laughs> the feedback was, oh, I didn't think I was going to run this well because I hadn't been running. So I guess doing the work really is a huge factor. Oh, you think? Luckily for them, they were on my screen and not in front of me because I probably would have choked them. But, and they know this about me, <laughs> but that's what it is. But again, your body has to feel what I'm saying. I could talk till I'm blue in the face, but until you actually listen to these podcasts and do it, go do what I'm saying to do. Change your sneakers, change your regimen, start conditioning, get on the Run Pain Free Academy, reach out to me, get conditioning and start to condition for your sport and work out for your sport and see the difference you're not going to feel it unless you do those things and that's the big deal like you need to understand that workout is for a reason but it's a very specific scientific reason that that's happening for x sport you have to condition to run it's like you have to condition to play football basketball volleyball tennis there's all real workouts for that even dancers have to work out performing dancers that tour they have to be able to handle a two and a half hour show. Like you have to condition for that. You have to be in the weight room. You have to be in resistance training. You have to be in conditioning. You have to be in functional movement training. All of that has to have a piece in the pie or you're going to suck and you're going to eat wind and you're going to tax on your next race and you're going to feel like crap because you just wasted six months of running, 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 running just to have a crap race. And that's, I hate seeing that. I hate seeing that. I hate when someone puts in that much effort and they're misled because they're listening to a peer who became a coach and knows nothing. Or they're following somebody on social media who knows nothing. And because of how they look or how they dress or how they post, they have a bunch of followers and then 800 more people follow them and then that's who everybody listens to because they get the airtime because they're attention whoring all over town. That's not who to follow. It's not who to follow. Most experts, and any expert will tell you this, are the ones that aren't followed. <laughs> what actually works isn't sellable. It's not high sales, right? Because we're not looking for that. We're not looking to sell anything. We're looking to actually help people. Big difference, big difference. So I encourage you to do what I'm saying, to reel it back, look at your plan. It's February, 
when, 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 I'm, when this podcast is getting posted is February, so it's the beginning of the year, which can be used for years and years and years to come to refer to. Beginning of the year, before you start getting into your deep training, make sure that you are taking a second back. Get your, get your calendar out. Reassess how you're working out. Are you working out? Are you doing functional training? Are you training for your sport? Or are you just using your sport as a workout? Not the same thing. Even if you say, oh, well, Jess, I just want to run like three miles a day and like I just want to do that. That's great, but that's not, going to, that's not going to give you the body you want because it's an endurance sport. So if you're not going to condition or eat for that sport, then you are going to lose muscle and keep fat. And that's why you see a lot of flabby runners. It's called skinny fat. They may look lean, but they actually have a very high risk of cardiovascular disease. <laughs> And that's one of the many reasons why runners have problems running long distance who don't eat or specific condition for it. That's why, you know, of course people have underlying issues and all that stuff that's silent and all those good things, but not eating for your sport and not conditioning muscle endurance for your sport has a huge problem on your heart and lung system. So there's reasons why you need to respect the sport. And I say that a lot. I said it a lot during our marathon training summit. I, I've said it a lot in, in certain rants that I get into because there is, a, there is a heavy lack of respect for the sport and the endurance it puts on your body and the wear and tear it puts on your body. And it's only doing that because you haven't respected it enough to condition for it. That's where the workout comes in. The workout has to be sports specific for the run. If running is what you love to do, then you need to respect it enough to work out for it. You don't run to run, you work out in condition to run. You sports specific long distance running to run. That is not involving track and field, that is not doing sprinting, because that is not sports specific to long distance running. You have to look at the action of the sport and then the workout and see do they look the same? Am I doing the same actions for it? No, you're not. Not when you're stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. You're not stopping and going on long distance running. And the kind of programs that encourage you to stop and go while you're on the fly have high injury rates for that reason because it's not mechanically sound in that regard. So if you hear how deep I'm getting into this or how much layers are involved with what I'm saying and every every point that I make has like eight different underlying things to it that should give you an understanding of why it's so important to understand that a workout and a sport are two totally different things and the workout has to support the sports so you can do the sport you never do the sport as your workout it just does not work that way that's not how it works if you don't want to do all of this working conditioning to run my opinion professionally is stop running. Just go work out. Just go to the gym. Just do regular workouts. Get some bands, get some resistance bands. Just go go to the park and go for it. You know, work out at your house. Do something like that. Get in the beach body programs. Like do the online stuff. Like do regular workouts, but stop running. Stop running because you're not respecting what you're putting, the demands you're putting on your body for running by giving it the tools it needs that come from a sport specific workout. That's why. So you can get so much more out of running if you actually honor it and respect it for the sport that it is and do the conditioning and the work supporting that sport than you would ever do just by running. You would get so much more out of the run 
physically, aesthetically, health-wise, and then obviously performance-wise. You would get so much more out of it. So if you truly love running, then start respecting the sport and get into conditioning for it. Hi, runpainfreenow.com. Go get involved. It's time to get your body going. That's literally what it is. Condition your body to perform. Make sure you're not getting injured. If you're injured, get fixed and get conditioned at the same time and then perform your sport greatly. Same thing for basketball, football, any sport. We deal with all sports. We have as many runners in the Run Pain-Free program as we do non-runners in the Run Pain-Free program. Because what do I always say? Long distance running is basic human function over with velocity at extreme. That's all it is. So if you can't run long distance without a problem, you ain't walking around town without a problem. So we want everybody to work well, feel good, and move about and do whatever the hell they want. And that comes with basic stuff, basic human action happening first functionally. So we'll, we fix any and everybody. From gymnasts to, to people in their 80s, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your body has to function as a human first. And from there, you can go wherever you want. Life may be your sport. We're here for that too. But the bottom line is, is you have to condition for your sport whatever that sport is. Runners, stop friggin' running to run. That is not what you do. That is not how you're gonna increase performance. That is not how you're going to feel better. That's not how you're gonna get the body that you want. How many runners do you know they're like, I'm gonna start running to lose weight and then gain weight? There's a reason for that. Or they maintain and don't lose anything. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. I'm not gonna get into it. I could do that another day. but. This is why it's so layered and so ridiculous for anybody to think that they can just randomly become a random coach and think they can train anybody for long distance running when it's a bucket list for a professional American football player to run a marathon. That's how serious a marathon runner as a sport is. That's how serious that is. And some random person thinks they're just gonna go online and get some random certificate and now they're gonna train anybody to do running, huh? the hell out of here you have must lost your mind with that one so respect the sport do the workout for it know they're separate ask questions make sure you're following us and reach out if you need any any help with anything regarding this runpainfreenow.com easy to get to and just comment make questions ask anything and share this with your peers please it's about time that we cut down this number of 80 percent of runners who were injured because the airtime that the people are getting online that don't know what they're talking about are, is too much. <laughs> it's too much. So go ahead and share this podcast. Ask questions. Post wherever you, wherever you see it. And let me know if you have anything to say about it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, have a good run. You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast. Brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy. Featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.